All right, welcome back, everybody. This is episode four of the Randy Forcier podcast. I'm Randy Forcier, residential loan officer with Norcom Mortgage in Saco. I'm super excited about my guest today. Uh, it's Harrison Smith. He is the director of growth and a realtor with the Matea Group of Keller Williams and Scarborough. He's a real estate investor, a fellow podcaster, someone I look up to in the business. So really happy to have him. So welcome, Harrison. How are you doing? Good, good. Thanks for having me, Randy. Looking forward to it. Now, I have to say, I actually should thank you because... I was on your podcast maybe a month ago. I told you before, I've always enjoyed podcasts and thought about starting one and thought it was going to be way more work than it ultimately was. But going on your podcast was the thing that really motivated me to do this. So here we are. Yeah, it was a pleasure having you. And it's been a fun journey for me and I'm looking forward to watching yours too. So what is the name of your podcast? Why don't you mention that so people can find it if they want? Sure. So my podcast is called the Remind Podcast. It's R-E-E, Mind Podcast. Mm -hmm. And my focus is really getting inside the mind of the real estate entrepreneur, hence the Remind. Mm -hmm. um, really want to understand, you know, wh what people do, but also why they do it and what they've learned along the way. Because I think there's a lot that can be taken from that. And everybody's always fascinated with like the behind the scenes of, of what people do and what makes them do it. Yep. Uh, and that just fascinates me to be able to tell those stories. Yeah, I enjoyed being on it. And you know, I think we were on for maybe a half hour and I felt like, oh man, how's this going to go? And then 30 minutes later, it was over in a blink of an eye and uh, had some fun conversations. And, I, and I've watched some of the other ones that you've done too and, and really enjoyed it. So I'll be sure to share those links. Yeah, that'd be great. And I think that, I think the fun part with that show really is how, how different everybody's story is. Uh, mm -hmm. A lot of times we end up in similar places, but we come at it from so many different perspectives and come to it from so many different paths. And your story is especially fun where uh, you've seen some other sides of real estate. You've been an investor, you know, you started on the title side, you got into lending. Like those stories are fun to tell because a lot of us didn't necessarily start where we're at. Mm -hmm. um, we ended up here somehow. And sometimes those paths are not the, uh, the straight line. Most people imagine they probably are. Absolutely. So it's good for people to hear those stories. So maybe they can put themselves in you know, other people's shoes and, you know, feel like they're doing the right things or feel like there is no one right path. But it's also fun for the person telling the story too. I mean, I enjoyed right. telling that story because it's not it's not something I always tell people in my business where I started and all the different things that have happened along the way. So it's kind of cool to to go down memory lane and, and tell other people that stuff, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and I I run across across a lot of people every day that are thinking about making a change or you know or they love HGTV as we all do. Yeah. And they see people on there that are flippers or agents or whatever and. You know, they're just fascinated by the, how did they get to that point and, yeah. and what are they doing? And all the stories are so much, are so much different, mm -hmm. but just a lot of fun to go through. And you can take a tidbit from everybody's story. There's always some learning in everybody's story. Yeah. I've been trying to pull clips out of the podcast that I recorded so far, and I actually find it to be very easy. There's, you know, mm -hmm. a million different sound bites that I could pull from each one with useful advice or a, a fun story that I think people can relate to. That's the, that's the thing I like about podcasting. It encourages people to open up and just kind of dig a little bit deeper than you would in other mediums. Yeah. And, and I love the clips because I, I do the same thing and I struggle sometimes to limit how many clips I pull out. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I could cut the entire podcast episode in, up into a whole bunch of clips and share them because there's, there's so many nuggets in there and so many good points. It's a challenge trying to, trying to limit it to not necessarily give the whole show or run through the whole show in small bites, but be able to actually deliver the most valuable items and, and hopefully encourage people to listen to the rest. Yeah, that's the idea. I, I feel the exact same way. I could pull three, four, five clips out of each show that I've recorded so far, but I've just been doing one because there is also this balancing act of, mm -hmm. you, know, you don't wanna 
blast people too much on social media or however you share it to the point that they kind of tune it out. Right. You know, I, I could share five clips of a, of a show and then at some point someone's like, okay, I've had enough of the Randy Forster podcast hide <laughs> and then kind of defeats the whole purpose of what you're doing. The whole thing is a little bit of a learning and, and we'll get to all that stuff. But the thing that I want to ask you towards the beginning was just my, what made you want to start a podcast outside of hearing the stories and finding out mm -hmm. how people got where they did. What was the thing that made you say, you know what, I'm actually going to do this. So I want to do a podcast. Yeah. So I've been a huge podcast fan for quite a while. Ask anybody that's around me. If I'm doing anything where there's background sound, it's a podcast. If, if I'm mowing the lawn, if I'm doing the dishes, if I'm anything, like I've got a podcast going. And I do that because I just, I enjoy hearing other people's perspectives and, and taking whatever nuggets I can from what other people have done. Cause the reality of it is, and I think you and I have talked about this even recently was it's not like there's a ton of original thoughts out there. We're not going to come up with something groundbreaking that changes the real estate industry, but really all the really good stuff is already out there. You just have to go find it. There's so many good lessons you can learn from a podcast or a book or whatever your medium of choice is. And I've always loved podcasts because they're, they're so digestible, they're approachable, you're committing maybe 20, 30 minutes, get a lot of value out of it and, you know, hopefully do something with it. So I've always been a huge podcast fan and I started to get a little frustrated with some of the podcasts that I liked because they moved away from being the kind of the behind the scenes inside stories, kind of like, you know, you and I are trying to get at, and they became more of this kind mm -hmm. of guru kind of, you know, conceptual stuff. And with a sales angle, come yep. to my events or buy my book or buy my course. Mm -hmm. And I've gravitated away from a lot of podcasts because I feel like what they were, isn't what they are anymore. And I really liked what they were. So if I couldn't find what I wanted, I figured. I'll create it and I'll do it with people here locally that the average person that's living in, you know, Maine or even New England can recognize and, and understand because they're not somebody that's out in California or Vegas doing something crazy. These are local people you might run into at the store or, or, at, or at a closing or something. So you're saying I shouldn't be selling the bearded silhouette t-shirts that I plan to sell <laughs> that might turn you off? No, you've got to have a little merch or a little something to pay for the cost of the podcast because you know, certainly producing yeah. it's not free, but when the podcast becomes 30 minutes of content and 15 minutes of it is trying to sell your next event or your coaching program or your yeah. book, that's a bit much. But, you know, if you drop a link for the merch or something like to that, totally cool. We listen to some of the same stuff, I think, and there's always some event or conference here to travel to or books or audio books or, you know, whatever the case may be. But it sounds like you ultimately felt like this could add to your business or it was more of a hobby? I think it's a mix. For me, it's kind of one part passion project and one part business development. And I say that because on the business development side, in my role with the Matei Group, I'm the director of growth and Jeff and I are business partners in a variety of other things. We don't just buy and sell real estate or help clients buy and sell real estate. We're investors ourselves. We have ancillary businesses that we've started. You know, we're continually trying to meet people. My whole goal for this year is literally to network at a high level. That's the number one goal on my list is to network at a high level, meet people, get in a relationship with people and, and continue to attract uh, talent, but also just build that network and, and find other people that, you know, maybe we can help, or maybe there's just a great relationship we can build from it. And I find that the podcasting is great for that. It's getting people on that we know it's building some rapport with them, helping them promote their business kind of that idea of being able to give them something back. And then it's a bit of a passion project for me because I enjoy doing it. So it really does serve both for me. You know, I'm not trying to sell anything off the podcast. I'm just continuing to try to network, meet more people. And ideally, hopefully from the podcast, more people will reach out and want to meet or want to come on the podcast or 
we can just have some conversations and, and build that relationship. Yeah, you really don't know where it goes once you do it. Once you start putting yourself out there, seeing the type of people that it attracts or see where it leads. I know I've, I've been able to network with some people since seeing them on your podcast, and I'm sure that happens once in a while. And then also the passion project side of things, I think, you know, same for me. This is just something I enjoy doing, want to learn about. So even if two people watched it on a weekly basis, I would just yeah. be happy to be putting it out there, having conversations with people that I like, hopefully learning stuff and, and having a good time. Yeah. So, and I don't know about um, you. I mean, I don't rewatch the shows. I kind of, I, I film them, I edit them, I publish them, I promote them, and then I don't go back and rewatch them. I don't necessarily like to stare at myself and critique myself. But I do love putting them out there. I don't pay attention to the metrics of how many people listen uh, because I'm not after the, mm -hmm. the vanity metrics of how many people listen to it, how many people downloaded it, how many likes did it get. You know, I don't, I'm not worried about that. Yeah. I just want to put good stuff out into the world and I, I hope people find it. Mm -hmm. I think that's a great way to be. Ahead of you coming on today, I was trying to think about the goals that I have for, for my mm -hmm. podcast. And I don't know if you have any specific goals, but the one goal that it kind of, that came to mind for me was producing 50 podcasts in a year. You might think that that's mm. aggressive. It probably is aggressive, but I actually don't think it's that much work to do it. I, I didn't decide on a viewership goal for the same reasons I think that you said. Yep. It's hard to control that sort of stuff, but what I can control is scheduling interviews with people, producing a podcast a week. So if I do 50 podcasts in a year and I take a couple of weeks off, I could probably double up and do a few a week. I would feel pretty good about that. And then see where it goes from there. And if it stops after that, then fine if it keeps going great too. But do you have any type of goals like that? I don't, honestly. I originally wanted to do the weekly podcast and I just, I found that it was a lot to balance with everything else. And if you're organized, getting on a schedule is not, not all that difficult. You know, you just have to be ahead of it. But what I ran into is with all the competing demands, this was the one thing because it's not necessarily directly linked to the daily function of the business or my family, that it was kind of the one thing that if something had to get pushed, it was this. So I started off with the goal of going weekly. I just wasn't able to quite keep up that rhythm. I'm getting back on that rhythm now, but I've actually found that batching is what's helping me. I'm trying to schedule sometimes two or three recordings in a day and I'll just go back to back to back. That way you're kind of already in that mindset and that state where you're prepared for it. You're thinking about it. You're, you kind of just get a flow going and keep going and it makes it a lot easier. But trying to constantly start and stop is, is hard. And I'm not sure if you found the same thing, if, if you're doing one, one a week or a couple at a time. But for me, if I can just find chunks of time and stay ahead rather than always chasing the next one, I feel like that schedule becomes a lot easier. And I, I don't think any of the things that we're talking about are very timely. It's not like we're talking about a current event that's happening today that right. if I sat on this for a month, it would seem way out of date. So that's the good thing about most of the conversations that I'm having, I'm trying to develop that schedule right now. I've been doing it on a weekly basis, but I'm, I'm just mostly starting out at this point, but I can see, like you said, do two or three in a day, and then you're good for the next three weeks or even do right. one that you'd be good for a month, month and a half. That's probably the most efficient way to do it. And at some point I could see it getting there, but for now it takes me, you know, it'll take us 30, 40 minutes to record this when it's all said and done another 30, 40 minutes for me to edit it, then I'm done for the week. So for me, that's something I can fit in my schedule, but it's all about knowing what works for you. You know, it's not like you're doing other stuff. And one of the things that you just took on was a radio show, right? So I mean, that's right. probably eaten into some of the time that you would have dedicated to podcasting, right? For Is sure. that a and weekly show that you're doing? Yeah. So Jeff and I do a weekly radio show. It's uh, 10 o'clock Sunday mornings on WGAN 
which is 98.5 or AM 560. And it's just, it's called Closer to Home. It's Maine's real estate radio. So similar to a podcast, mm -hmm. it's, it's 45 minutes. We record it on Wednesdays and it airs on Sundays. We haven't gone to a live show just yet, but we may at some point, but similar to this format, we kind of open up the show. We have a guest, we talk to the guest, learn about them, what they do. We have them answer some questions that we oftentimes get because it's all real estate related. Then we wrap up the show with a tip and kind of what's going on in the area and then we're out. So similar to a podcast, the format of it feels very similar in terms of like intro interview questions, close it up. It's really just one more you know, recording, one more audio clip that we can share. And we do publish that as a podcast as well. So you can listen to it on the radio Sunday mornings. You can also download the podcast after the fact, listen to it anytime. Yeah. So it's yet another, you know, I would say uh, platform for a podcast because it's a little bit more news focused, less focused on the kind of the entrepreneurial side of it. But yeah, to your point, it's one more weekly recording already on the schedule that we're planning for and coordinating. Thankfully that editing is done by somebody else, not me. The station yep. director it's actually so uh, so edits that for us, but yeah, we, you still have to do the, do the prep work for it. And there is prep work for a podcast, just like there is for a radio show. But again, like I just, I find that stuff to be fun, which is why I've continued to go towards it and I've enjoyed the process. And that's the one thing with this thing is if you don't like the process, if you don't like doing the interviews and doing the editing and doing the planning and promoting it and, and putting it out there you're not going to like podcasting because you're going to be repeating yeah. that process as often as you want to put an episode out. Yeah, that's all it is. And I was one of those guys that after I did your podcast, I think we got together for coffee. I picked your brain about the whole process. Have other people done that? Or I know that's happened to me in just the limited amount of time I've been doing it, but do you find that people want to learn how to put a podcast together? Yeah. I, I've had a few people reach out with questions about, um, kind of the how to, mm -hmm. I think a lot of people have really good ideas of a podcast they'd want to listen to. It's just the, it's the execution of it. They stall on. So you had a really good idea for something you wanted to do. And it was more so like, how do I go find that person that's done it before that can yeah. show me the way and, and show me how to do it. And really, which is what the intent of all podcasts are too. So, you know, you're following the same path in trying to find the answers as somebody who's finding your podcast is. And it really, it's not a hard thing to do if you want to do it. It's just a matter of recording it, editing it, finding a place to, to host it. Right. And then you could have a podcast up in an hour and change design logo and cover photo and all that sort of stuff. But it, it's definitely been something I've enjoyed. And if people listen to this podcast and they're like, you know, I really want to do this, but I'm not sure where to start. I would encourage them to reach out to me, reach out to you. And it would be a fun conversation to have to show people the ropes and get them pointed in the right direction. Yeah, I'm, I'm always happy to share with people what I've learned. I think I've got maybe 12 or 13 episodes out there, a couple more in the queue. And I, I did actually a couple weeks ago, go back and watch the very first one I did and yeah. compared it to my most recent one. And, and I feel like the, the progression is massive when you start to get into the routine. The first couple are terrible. I mean, they're just, they're terrible. I'm not good. It's not good. I still think the content's decent, but the delivery is not nearly as good as it is now. I yep. clearly looked nervous in the first couple. I probably didn't prepare enough because I wasn't sure what to prepare for. But now yep. that there's kind of a routine and a structure and a plan, I can just keep kind of rolling forward. It just feels a lot easier to schedule one and fire it up and get going. It's like anything that you do. The more you do something, the more comfortable you are with it. You know, I don't, I'm not someone that loves public speaking or doing what right. we're doing right now. So the idea of doing something like this is a little bit uncomfortable, but even after three, four, five episodes in, I feel more comfortable. And I look forward to seeing 20 episodes down the road, what it's like 
because I'm sure the progression will be huge. And it's like that for anyone and, and anything that they do. I remember you were asking me about advice about real estate investing. And the more that I think of whether it's real estate investing or podcasting or whatever the case may be, my advice for someone thinking about getting to real estate investing was to just do it, get a transaction under your belt and yep. figure it out from there. And it's almost like it's the same advice for podcasting. It's like, you're thinking about doing a podcast. All right, just do it, record something, get it online. It might look not great to start, but you did it and you learn what worked. You get an idea of what didn't work and iterate on it and move forward from there. So I, I don't know if you have any advice for people that are thinking about starting a podcast. My advice is identical. It's just do it. Don't overcomplicate it. Don't worry about the technology and what do I use? How do I do it? Look at some of the biggest podcasters. A lot of those podcasts are, they're raw. They're in some cases, even unedited. Mm -hmm. They just are what they are. You're just, it's a sneak peek into a conversation between two or three people. Uh, and that's all it has to be. And you can also, to make it even easier, you can just go audio only. And the best device in the world is this little thing right here. You can grab a video on that. You can lean in to get something. You can also just turn on the voice recorder and record a podcast episode, download it to your computer and put it on anchor and launch it for free. It doesn't have to be complicated. You just have to start. And there's a great YouTube channel that I love by think media and their specialty is helping people launch YouTube channels and podcasts. And literally their slogan is just push yep. record. That's it. That's the yeah. whole story. Just, just push record. And is it going to be good the first few times? Absolutely not. And it shouldn't be, but it's going to get better. And then you're going to get better and you're going to learn what works and what doesn't work. And then you can slowly upgrade to different technologies if you need to, but don't overcomplicate it. Just push record and start talking. The website that I'm using to record this is something called Riverside FM. I think you, you told me about this, right? It could not be easier to record. This is being on a website and clicking the right button that says record and here we are. So there's nothing that a normal person with minimal technology skills couldn't figure out. And the cool thing too, is like your cell phone can do a lot of things for you. If you use zoom, zoom is free to use for two people. So like in this format, just you and me, we could use zoom for free for that. Google meet. If you've got mm -hmm. a Gmail account is free, then you can upgrade to things like Riverside. I use a software called restream, uh, which also allows me to stream live. Yeah. If I want to, I do another podcast with some friends about baseball. We do that on Monday nights and that's a live stream podcast. We just talk about baseball and all the news around baseball for an hour Awesome, and it's just fun. Like I just enjoy getting on there and talking with those guys. So there's plenty of technologies out there. There's plenty of free options. There's plenty of options you can pay for mm -hmm. as you get better and you do more with it. But ultimately with the technology we have today, it is so easy to get started. I got this audio technica mic here, you can get something just as good as it for 50 or 60 bucks plugs into your computer and you're good to yeah. go. It's just amazing how easy it's gotten. Totally. And you told me about this software called Descript for editing. And I just yeah. think it's the coolest thing ever. Cause that was another part of things like, how do people edit stuff? I mean, I'm not a videographer. I don't know how to you no. know, use any of that type of software. And with Descript, all, all you do is you take this video file, you upload it to this software and it transcribes the whole podcast into basically a word doc. And at that point, it's just a matter of highlighting text and removing it for it to um, be removed from the video. And it's, it's seamless. You can search by, you know, words like on, uh, you know, and like, and Yep. Select them all, delete them in a second, and then you're good to go. So that's why I say editing takes a half hour. It's not that long at all. It really isn't. And it's really cool to see some of the tools that have come out. I, you know, my, my biggest fear, and, and we're all guilty of this. When we don't know what to do next. We don't do anything. We don't take step one if we don't mm -hmm. know step two. And I didn't know how to edit. I have zero design background, Same. graphical background. I can't draw a stick figure when it comes to any kind of art. It's not my thing. So I was scared <laughs> to death what editing would look like. 
and I came across this product Descript and, and told you about it because literally, mm-hmm. can I edit a Word document? Absolutely. Because I can't edit a video. Like there's, <laughs> I, I, I can't do it. Yeah. Can't do it. Yeah. But I can edit a Word document. And that's basically how it works. Then you can easily lay stuff over it and it makes the process so easy. And so to me, that was a massive unlock to my ability to do this because the biggest hurdle in all of this was the editing piece. I've always been a public speaker. Yeah. I've always spoken in front of groups. Like this part doesn't bother me. But once I've got that file, I have no idea what to do with it. And thankfully, I found something yeah. that took that concern away. Definitely. And then the other thing that I think you told me about too was a, a website called Canva.com. Yep. That's that, that's what I used to design the logo for this podcast. These intro outro videos, which is kind of funny that I, mean, I know nothing about this stuff or like what the right. what the first or second rule is for any of that. But all of a sudden, I have this podcast that has a logo for Apple and Spotify and all that, and then it also has an intro and an outro video. And I did that on Canva. Canva is so easy. So if you were thinking about doing a podcast, that would probably be the place that I would direct anyone to for that sort of stuff. And it takes two seconds. Yeah. The bearded silhouette is money. That is the best logo. I mean, it, literally it's, it's it you. Really like is. I see the, I see the silhouette and I'm like, oh, it's Randy. I'm looking at it and I do agree. I got this logo itself from Fiverr. I was telling you that too. Fiverr is a yep. whole different website. It's where you can pay money to people to do small type jobs whether it's design or podcast related stuff, I've used it for other things in my business. But anyways, found a person that could design a bearded silhouette logo for me. It was maybe like $40, I think, to have the rights to be able to use it for stuff like podcasts. Sent him a picture of myself. And honestly, I wasn't sure what I was going to get, but I feel like it does somewhat have the shape of my face to it. And I have to laugh when I look at it, but I'm ultimately happy with how it came out. The the hair and the beard are a little bit aggressive in terms of the length, but but I think it's funny. People at least get a laugh when when they see it. Well, you, you need it to be a little bit longer. So like it, it's obvious what it is and then it, it's perfect. Yeah. Like when you put your first clip out there, I was like, oh my goodness, that logo couldn't be any more perfect for Randy. I mean, the bearded silhouette is absolutely where it's at. Next year, I'm going to add like a white streak right in yeah. to just show my age as the, as the grades yeah. are coming through. Every year, add a little bit more white <laughs> <But> to it. <laughs> little, little, little balding spot yeah, over right. here in the logo. For sure. But it's been fun, man. I mean, I wanted to thank you again for for directing me back into the world of podcasts and getting me up and running and being that sounding board for me whenever I have a question about things or need some advice. You've been a huge resource for me and I just wanted to let you know that I appreciate it. So thank you. Yeah, well, thanks. I've enjoyed doing it. I always enjoy sharing with others. And it's one of the things that I get kind of the most reward out of is is being able to help others and see them succeed. So when you were interested in it, I thought this is great. I think Randy will do a great job and was was more than happy to help and have enjoyed watching you get started because I think the format's cool. I think the clearly the bearded silhouette is cool, but I think you're onto something. It's going to be fun to watch. And I'll get you a t-shirt when I have it. Absolutely. With, you, I have all these visions of merch, so we'll, we'll chat about <laughs> it and we'll see what happens with it. Yeah. Why don't you uh, share with everyone the best ways to find you, whether it's the podcast or online? Yeah, sure. So you can find me on Facebook, just my name, Harrison Smith. You can find me on Instagram, Harrison Smith underscore R-E, R-E for real estate. You can email me. It's Harrison, H-A-R-R-I-S-O-N, and that's at K-W-Matea, M-A-T-E-J-A.com. Happy to, happy to connect, happy to grab a coffee, happy to play nine holes. That's, that's our thing. Happy to connect yeah, with people definitely. about podcasting, real estate, all things related. I enjoy meeting people. I enjoy building relationships, continuing to get myself further and further out there. So if I can help in any way, I'd love to hear from you. And don't forget to listen to your radio show on WGAN. 
10 o'clock on Sundays. The podcast, the Remind podcast. I'll be sure to share that. Yeah, would love to uh, see you download the Remind podcast or listen to uh, Closer to Home, Maine's Real Estate Radio, Sunday mornings on GAN. A lot of fun on both fronts. And I think you'll hear in the way they're delivered that it is fun. It's not a chore. I enjoy doing it. And if you've got feedback or you want to be on it or anything like that, then please reach out. Always love to hear from people. Good stuff, bud. Thank you again for coming on. Thanks for sharing all that info. It was great talking to you. And we'll be in touch. All right. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Randy. Thanks, bud. See ya.